Are you a seasoned runner, new to running, or considering becoming a runner? This podcast is about everything related to all aspects of running, whether it's road, trail, mountain, the types of running gear, nutrition, and most importantly, your stories. Welcome to A Runner's Mind. I am David Holland, your host. I am a passionate runner that loves to connect with like-minded people that love running. Welcome. I invited for our very first podcast on A Runner's Mind, the real deal himself, Evan Jensen. He is an ultra runner. He's a dad to seven kids, a trainer and a coach. He's all about those positive vibes. And he's the creator of Built to Run. Welcome, Evan, to A Runner's Mind. Hey, hey, thanks for having me on the podcast. Well, we're super grateful. Um, You know, uh, so why don't we just kickstart this uh, podcast off by, you know, letting us know who you are, uh, maybe some things um, about your hobbies, your family life, and... um, you know, who you are as a person before we get into those running questions. Sure. So I live uh, outside of Portland, Oregon, and I have a blended family with seven kids um, from ages nine to 17. Um, And they go to five different schools. It's kind of crazy at times. Um, And um, I'd say like most of our time is chasing kids around. Um, I'm a running coach and personal trainer at a gym. And then I run a copywriting business. I write for health and fitness brands. That is awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about your family, a dad to seven kids. That's, you know, that's a job in itself. Um, So are they into fitness? Do they follow dad? Um, You know, are they runners? So um, talk about your kids a little bit. Yeah, they, um, with that many kids, there's like a big range of personalities and interests. And uh, there's three nine-year-olds. They're just like kids. They they do like scootering, biking and stuff, but uh, they like tablet time too. Um, I think my oldest kid, he's 17. Um, he's interested in running. He's done track and cross country. He ran his first half marathon when he was 11 and uh, 11 years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he took a break and then he's ran a half marathon two more times. Um, okay. So in June I ran a trail marathon and he ran the half marathon the same day, which was pretty cool. Wow. So does he have any, um, desire to try to do like these hundred miles or ultras like you i don't know he seems kind of on the fence about it okay well that's awesome uh, seven kids wow i have two kids um four total from a blended family as well and uh you know that's a lot of work so i commend you on that i think that's pretty awesome um so why don't you let everybody know who's listening to a runner's mind how did you get into running and why do you love running okay well that's the first like my real first introduction to long distance running my parents 
had a friend who ran the Deseret News Marathon in Salt Lake City. I was about like, I don't know, 10. And I remember talking about this guy who ran 26 miles and he was like suffering to the end, blistered feet, completely fatigued, being threatened to be pulled off the race course. And I just remember thinking, that's crazy. Who would <laughs> do that? That sounds horrible. Um, and then uh, that was like my early introduction to marathon running. Then when I was like in my 20s, um, I had a friend who talked a lot of smack about running the St. George Marathon. Uh, it's like a really popular downhill race. And I remember okay. thinking, I remember thinking like, it can't be that hard. And, <laughs> and uh, so I find, I think it was um, 1997. I ran my first marathon in Park City, Utah, and was like completely destroyed. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's um, too funny. But I mean, it was that first marathon did lots of things wrong. And, and then I just, it just bothered me. Like, uh, there's got to be a better way to do this, a better way to train, a, a better way to enjoy it. Right. And that's kind of how it kicked off. Okay. Wow, that's a pretty interesting start. You know, hey, I'm going to run a marathon because how hard can it be? And then totally destroys you. And instead of backing away, you were like, no, let's figure out how we can make this enjoyable. That's yeah. pretty, that's a cool story. Yeah, first first marathon is about 25 years ago, made all the classic mistakes. Like I, th I took off it with the front runners, like, 6:30, seven minute pace <laughs> and I, I i was just like hauling for maybe six or eight miles and then i was like whoa i don't feel so good and i wasn't eating wasn't drinking classic like 18 miles just totally broken i sat in a chair and i was like so stiff and this guy just took pity on me and he he came by and he's like, hey, man, you can't sit there. I'm like, I can't move. It's like, no, <laughs> just get up and shuffle along and you'll get there. So that's what I did. Wow. that That's a story. So so how did you improve going on to your next marathon? What, what were some things that you put together to get you prepared for that next one? Yeah, I just, start, just started experimenting with um, – drinking more consistently during a long run, uh, trying to eat food during a long run and just started uh, getting a little bit better every time. Okay. And so you said you ran your first marathon 25 years ago. How many marathons have you ran up to date? I actually lost track. Wow. Uh, so I know some people are like super obsessive about keeping track, but I ran maybe probably 40 actual races. Wow. Actual marathons. And then, I mean, I've ran the distance in training, like, I don't know, a hundred plus times, maybe more. Right. Yeah. I've been seeing your posts lately, uh, you know, talking about, um, I think it's called Marathon Sunday or something like that. Uh, yeah, Saturdays are for marathons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? Because I'm like, a lot of us who are marathon runners, you know, um, 
we trained just to go run that. And you're like, yep, I'm doing this on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like a big chunk of the training season, I'll run a marathon every Saturday. Um, that's not all year because like I'd say from like October to spring, we cut back cut back on miles a lot. But uh, uh, during the peak training months leading up to the 100 mile race, I'll typically run 26 or longer on Saturday. Wow. That is impressive. So, all right. So now we know a little bit more about your marathon background and um, how did you get into ultras? Yeah. Um, so I ran marathons, I think about for about 10 years and it was, it was more like the typical approach, like train for three or four months and then run a marathon and then maybe do another one over the, over a few months. I just would do like one or two marathons a year and it started to get easy really is what it, it just started to get easy. Like you understand how your body's going to respond to running the, that distance. And then it was like, it was fun, but it wasn't that hard. And like, if you really enjoy running, like maybe run three or four hours and then you're like, that's it. That's <laughs> it. The day's over. Right. And so that then I started thinking about well maybe I could run longer. So my first uh, official ultra was in 2000, I think 2003. 2003 first ultra in Oklahoma, um, the Lake McMurtry 50k. Okay, um, and it's actually the oldest uh, ultra in Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, and so 50k, just a little stretch beyond 26 miles, but all trail was a big difference compared to running on flat road. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that's for sure is, you know, I've been starting to dabble with the trail running so much different than road racing. Yeah. So I ran, I ran two that race twice, you know, two years in a row. And then I jumped up to 50 mile. 50 miler. How many years after uh, doing that first ultra did you hit that 50 miler? Uh, it was two, ran two 50Ks. So two years. And then I ran a 50 miler second year. Okay. Wow. And then it took me a couple more years to get the guts to try 100. Wow. And so when you decided to fully commit to that hundred, how did the training and, um, you know, preparation go when it came to getting into the hundred mile race? Yeah. So the first 100 I ran was 2011 and I just didn't know. I just did not know what, what, how, how I would respond, what it would be like. So like, to be honest, I, I ran in running shoes that I bought, like, uh, I don't know what kind of, it was like, well, here it's like Fred Meyer. It's like a big box store with where you can buy groceries and okay. clothes. Right. So I bought my running shoes there. They're just like oh, crappy. Gosh, for a hundred miles? Yeah. So I ran in shoes that I bought just like at a big box store and 
Uh, I ran almost all road miles training for it. Um, the best, the best I did is I did a couple, a couple times I ran like 26 in the morning and then 26 in the evening. Um, Two so, marathons in a day. Yeah. So I did that a couple times, but still all road and not nearly enough elevation um, to prep for that. So first 100, 2011 was Cascade Crest 100 in Washington State. And I dropped out at 88 miles. Wow. Like, 88? Completely destroyed. Like, I was so broken. Uh, like, massive shin splint, super sick stomach, and just, like, so much uh, negative self-talk. Right. Oh, my gosh. That and, is wild. You know, probably by then, I'm sure I ran, you know, between – short races and marathons like a hundred races and right. never dropped out never even close so that was just that ate me up i thought about it every day for a year oh my gosh that that's rough especially getting that close 88 miles and dropping out i mean when did the fatigue start to settle in when you were like i don't know if i'm gonna make this thing early early like, like 25 miles I was like I feel bad oh, this is a man. lot harder than I thought right right <laughs> holy cow yeah so then so then talk about you know um your first 100 mile finish and then maybe um some of those cool facts you were talking about for you know like most consecutive 100 um mile races that you finished yeah so that Cascade Crest 100, I'm not joking. When I say I thought about it every day for a year, I'm not joking. Like literally every day I thought about what went right, what went wrong, how, what could I do differently. I spent so much time like training differently, reading tons of stuff. I worked with a bunch of different coaches and trainers. And uh, second year, 2012 went to Cascade Crescent and finished. I finished last. <laughs> but you finished. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. how did you feel when you crossed the line, even though you I, were last? I, well, I can remember getting to um, mile 93. So like, I think 93 last aid station. And I felt pretty bad. And I was close to... Um, not meeting the finish cutoff. And the guy running the aid station was the race director for I'm Tough 100 in Idaho, uh, Ben Blessing. And I told him, you know, I feel like I've really done a good job out here and I don't think I can make it. And he's like, yes, you can. I can see it in you. I know you can. And I'm like, I can't. I can't run. He's like, yeah, you've been hiking for like the last five miles. So you just think that. And he said, uh, all right, let's go. So since I was the last one, he had other people at his aid station to pack up. So he grabbed his dog and he said, let's go. And he basically like mushed me to the finish line. Oh my like, God. He, he ran with me. He's like, go, go. Yeah, and it really worked. I really could run after that, and and cruised in just just in time. 
that that is a pretty cool story though i mean and the fact that you were able to you know get it finished and you had somebody that helped push you sometimes that's what it takes you know um you know i had a knee injury this well towards the end of last year and it sidelined me for a while and you know i decided to run a marathon with only you know 10 weeks of training and mile 21 hits hits me and i felt like i couldn't go and I remember this, this lady was there and she had this little bell and she's just, you know, dinging the bell and she's like, you can do it. You're almost there. You've already got 21 miles down five to go. She's like, you can do it. She's like, I believe in you. And I was like, I always tell others to believe in themselves, <laughs> you know, and here this gal is telling me she believes in me. I was like, all right, I guess I got to do it. So, you know, um, sometimes I feel like, you know, God or your higher power, who, whoever um, comes in to, you know, help push you to that finish line. So that's, that's a really cool story, Evan. Um, so let's talk about your running accomplishments for a few. I know you're a super humble guy, uh, <laughs> just based off previous conversations with you. Um, but talk about it. Is it the Cascadia finishes that you have the most consecutive finishes or something like that? No, not Cascade Crest. So uh, Mountain Lakes 100 is uh, basically in my backyard, right right by Mount Hood in Oregon. Okay. And so that race, I hold the record for the most finishes. Um, so six finishes and two DNFs ran eight years. And uh, year nine is just, I think we're five weeks out now. Okay, so that's what you're currently training for, right? Yeah. Okay. How are you feeling? Right now I feel good. Yeah. I ran um I ran a couple of like 30s and 40s over the last couple months. Feel good. Um what I've noticed is um physically like muscle strength and endurance is totally fine. The wild card for me tends to be uh how will my stomach feel on a long run, especially like past 30 miles right so um, what have you been doing to to prep your stomach I man i've tried all kinds of things i think what what works best is uh keeping calories up and keeping hydration up and keeping sodium up consistently um even when you don't feel like eating or drinking you got to do it consistently because it's like if you don't, it's law of diminishing returns. Eventually, you'll you'll be like out of gas. Right. Oh yeah. Wow, that's impressive. So, all right. So it's five weeks away. Uh, middle of September, right? Yeah. Okay, and this will be number nine. Wow. Yeah. So oh. I have uh, six finishes. There's like maybe two or three people with five finishes. Okay. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to hold on to that record as long as possible. That that's pretty incredible. Um, especially when people, uh, you know, are just trying to do one 100 miler their entire life. So <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I haven't quite decided that yet, but I'm, I'm mulling doing a 52 miler here, uh, next year. So, yeah. So um, I ran, um, total, I've ran 14 100 mile races and that includes uh three 
I'm counting three homemade 100s. Three homemade ones? What, yeah. what was that? Just a training run or? Um, well, the the first, after I, after I dropped out of my first uh, 100, I was so frustrated. You know, I spent so much time training um, and then not to finish that I, that about, let's say about a month and a half later, I made up my own and ran the route. And, and how did that go? It was a lot better. I mean, I made the route easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I did another one the following year. And then uh, during the COVID year, um, I ran and made up my own 100, which, which was kind of cool because uh, this guy was, this guy was turning 100 and he was walking a hundred laps on a track in Portland to raise money for um, the Sunshine Division, which is a nonprofit that, through the police department that helps people with food and money and stuff. So this guy was walking like a lap or two every day till he got to a hundred and he was gonna get to 100 laps on his birthday. Wow, that and, is. And so he was like recruiting people to help raise money for Sunshine Division. So I said, well, I'll do it and I'll run a hundred miles. And so uh, I helped raise money for Sunshine Division and finished at the track um, the morning he was doing his 100th lap, which was pretty cool. Wow, that that is a cool story in itself. I mean, wow, that 100 laps for being 100 years old and then you did 100 miles. Jeez, that's, wow, 14 100 milers. I mean, you are the real deal, Evan. Um, before we end here, advice for uh, new runners or walkers that are considering to get into um, running. Yeah, um, I think simple stuff like good pair of running shoes. I made that mistake. <laughs> uh, and so like a lot of people say, go to the running store and get fitted. That, you have the option i'd say that's a good way to go but if you don't i'd say like get your running shoes from an actual running store uh i like running warehouse is a great place and they have this uh 90 day return policy no matter what and I, and i was like a couple summers ago i was like i wonder how true that is so i tried out about i want to say 15 pairs of shoes so I'd, yeah. I'd order a pair of shoes. I'd run like 50 to 100 miles in the shoes over a couple of weeks. And then I'd send it back. And, and it was I, legit. It worked. It was legit. Like I kept, after like the fifth pair, I thought, oh, they're going to cut me off. Every time they were like, no problem. What shoe <laughs> would you like? Every time. So it's the running warehouse? Runningwarehouse.com. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm. Now that you said that, I'm going to look that up and I might just try that. And then, uh, let's see. Um, I think if you get like, somebody's getting excited about running a 5K, 10K, half marathon, but you don't have a lot of running experience, I think the tendency is to do too much too soon. So I want to run a marathon, but you've like walked, you've only walked a mile. 
um, to go out there and hustle yourself to run a 5K right away. If you're not in the best shape, you're going to probably get shin splints, hurt your knee, something, and it'll be really discouraging. So go easy. You want to make make uh, increases in your mileage, you know, gradually from week to week. Um, and then I think for any effort, like longer than an hour, um, you want to include some kind of fueling. Um, uh, electrolyte drink and maybe some kind of uh, food, even if it's like candy or snacks. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Evan, we are grateful to have you on our first podcast for A Runner's Mind. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'll have your information uploaded on the podcast to your Facebook page. Um, but if somebody wants to get in touch with you in regards to maybe preparing for an ultra, um, how do they get in touch with you? The best way is probably uh, just message me on Facebook and we can chat. Okay. All right. Well, Evan, we appreciate you again. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the first episode on A Runner's Mind. If you guys can like it and follow it, that would be great. I am your host, David Holland. Thank you guys again. All right. See ya.